Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews. We did it, we did it together, and uh, it's just so exciting for me to just be a part of this with them, with all the 11 other players. It's truly an experience that I will cherish forever. Taking you beyond the ropes. Whatever you think is possible for you, or, or even what's not possible, you know, beyond your wildest dreams, go for it. You know, just go for it and think big and believe in yourself and don't let anyone tell you that you can't do anything. Unforgettable stories. He's hit some putts with it, so he gets his phone out and he just takes a picture of the grip and down the putter and doesn't say anything and he just pings it to Tiger. And of course, Tiger pinged him right back like, what in the hell are you doing with my putter? Do not touch that putter. <laughs> a bridge to the past. Years and years from now, Mr. Palmer, what do you want the legacy of Arnold Palmer to be? Well, uh, I suppose it's just that I have made a contribution to the game to help make it a little better. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. Welcome to the program, folks. Hope you guys are doing okay today. Hope everything goes okay in your world as we continue to march, hopefully, forward from all of this. I was mentioning in yesterday's program when David Ledbetter joined us that more and more golf courses are opening across the United States. We're in excess of 95% of golf courses that are now open, which is good because it's encouraging to think that uh, health officials in these respective states and municipalities are realizing that golf can be a healthy endeavor. Yeah, you have to be smart. You have to do the right thing, but it gets you out in the sunshine, in the fresh air, and gets you a little bit of exercise, and we have to be smart along the way. So I'm delighted to hear that uh, it continues to expand. So I'm excited uh, about who we have for a guest today in the Fairways of Life show. Uh, Jay Haas has joined us on multiple occasions over the course of the years. He's one of the great gentlemen of the game in terms of what he does, how he does it, the approach that he has, the fact that he doesn't carry himself as though he's upon a pedestal. He treats people with respect in a, in a, in a way that I would say is very similar to the last voice that you hear in the open of our show, which I know was, was a, a man that stood for, for many of these professionals as an example of what it meant to be a tour professional in Arnold Palmer, this ability to connect. May not have a lot of time because of the nature of the job, but when those moments are there, it is a direct connection. So it's always a pleasure to catch up. Uh, 33 professional wins to the credit of Jay Haas. Nine of those wins were on the PGA Tour. 18 on the PGA Tour champions. He has three majors on that tour as well. The 2006 and 2008 Senior PGA Championship and the 2009 Senior Players Championship. He was a member of three United States Ryder Cup teams in 1983 in 1995, and in 2004. He played on two United States President's Cup teams in 1994 and 2003. And, of course, he captained the 2015 U.S. President's Cup team. Two victory. You remember that dramatic uh, way that it ended where his son, Billy, clinched the victory on the final hole in the final match in the Sunday singles. Uh, Jay won the 2004 Payne Stewart Award the 2005 Jim Murray Award, the 2005 PGA Tour Comeback Player of the Year, the 2006 and 2008 
as well. Jay's career, nothing short of spectacular. Get this. Wait till you hear these numbers. And I have a feeling this may be a surprise to him as well. Although it, at times I bet his aching back is telling him that this is the case. 798 PGA Tour events. 314 PGA Tour Champions events played as yet and counting. In all, he's played in, ready for this, 1,112 tour events with a combined 27 victories, 34 runners-up, and 30 third-place finishes. Basically, Jay Haas is finishing the top three in 10% of all of the professional tournaments he's played in over a 40-year stretch. Let that sink in for a second. He's played in 87 major championships. He has 33 top 25, 16 top 10s, and 9 top 5s, including a third at the 95 Masters and 99 PGA Championships. There's only about maybe 120 golfers ever in the history of the game that have collected as many or more PGA Tour wins than Jay has. But his time in the PGA Tour Champions is what really separates him. You know how many golfers... There have 18-plus wins and 3-plus majors. Seven. Exactly. Seven men. Ever. Jay Haas is one of those seven. Jay, how are you, my friend? Welcome to the program. I'm doing great, Matt. Thank you. Uh, It's uh, (laughs) a pretty strange time right now. No no golf to play or no golf to report on, but... uh, been trying to stay somewhat current here while uh i heard you mention early on about the the courses opening up around the yeah. country our our in, in in south carolina ours have been open and i've been able to play and practice a little bit but it's just not uh, not the same as game uh, game conditions but it's nice to be able to get out absolutely how how is the family doing is anybody any of the kids near you uh, you know they are. We uh, with, with our five kids and uh, ten grandkids. They're all within uh, twenty minutes of our house here. Oh, so good. we we FaceTime is is a great thing, and we've done our social distancing. Uh, we've had a few over to dinner, but they've been on the other side of the room, and Jan has cooked for them, and we've just done one family at a time so that's been kind of nice but it's uh it's definitely different because we are with them all here it's been nice at times to have all we we're now 22 with uh mm. in-laws and son-in-laws and daughter-in-laws so it's a, it's a fun time when everybody gets together Absolutely. Now, I take it uh, that you received it as a very good bit of news when the PGA Tour champions announced the startup date. I guess the question is, how do you plan for it? How do you gear for it? How do you knock the rust off? How do you get ready? Well, uh, you know, we're probably, what, five weeks after the PGA Tour starts up or attempts to start up. And our first event is uh, in Flint, Michigan, or Grand Blank at Warwick Hills, the old Buick open site. And so that'll be interesting because Michigan's been hard hit, obviously. But they are, uh, you know, they've got the Rocket Mortgage uh, Tournament prior to us coming there a few weeks ahead of us. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And, you know, we'll probably learn some things. The Champions Tour will learn 
what's uh, what's going on with the PGA Tour, and hopefully things will go off uh, somewhat smoothly. And we're in uncharted water, waters, obviously everyone is, and it'll be interesting to see how it goes without spectators. Not sure how we will do it. Uh, our first event, the Alley Challenge. Uh, there at Warwick Hills, uh, if there will be spectators, uh, you know, we're still a good ways away from that. Uh, when we kind of announced the schedule of the 13 events remaining, uh, I said, the, I looked at Jan, I said, well, that's still three months away <laughs> before yeah. our start. So it, it's just, uh, just crazy, crazy time here. And how do you get ready? And uh, you know, I have been playing a good bit, though. I took a little bit of time off right when everybody got locked down and then went out and played, and I played awful. And I looked at Jan, I said, I've got to start playing. i got to try to be ready when, when and if we do get back to this. And so I've been playing a little bit more, learned how to do a tee time online at my home club here at Thornbridge. Excellent. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I've been getting up, got out early, and I'm learning how to uh, not tend the pin, not take the pin out, not rake the bunker, <laughs> yeah. all that different stuff. So the club here and, and around the country, what we've seen, is everybody's trying to do their, their part. And, you know, it's, it's staying away. And being outside, it's it's pretty easy to do that, I guess. And so far, so good. No, uh, no outbreaks here at our club, uh, nor our family. You know, personally, everybody's in, in good health, so. We're trying to do uh, what we can. What do you do, Jay Haas, in terms of uh, either general fitness, nutrition, stretching, things along those lines? You know, I've never been one to, uh, you know, at 66, I was pre-workout, uh, I guess. Uh, Gary Player was uh, the the guy who did that, and everybody thought he was kind of half crazy by doing it. You know, you weren't supposed to bulk up and all that. Obviously, we've learned that that's uh, not proper, but uh, I like to play. I'm not a real practicer. I never have been. Uh, you know, I'll go out and hit balls and things like that, but generally speaking, I like to take it to the course and aim a shot, try to try to hit a drive in the fairway rather than stand up on the practice tee and try to hit 10 drives and not really think about where I'm aiming and things like that. So, uh, you know, I've tried to trying to do that. I'm trying to uh, stay somewhat flexible, and uh, I'm now the second best pressure washer in the house. Uh, Jan and I just spent the weekend pressure washing our driveways and our patios and stuff like that. I can't hardly move, so uh, I need to uh, maybe not do that prior to my next tournament. So, uh, but but I'm not really one to to lift weights things like that but i will uh you know swing the heavy club use the theraband use the uh, physio ball things like that just to try to some stay somewhat limber uh, as limber as possible at my age have you ever had a stretch at home as long as this has been i i don't think so we were talking about that uh, a few nights ago and Years ago, you know, back in the late 70s, early 80s, there weren't as many things through the end of the year. A few, what they, the silly season didn't really start, it seemed like, till maybe late 80s, 90s, things like that. And I really didn't get invited to many of those things. So I usually had November and December off, but it, I was still kind of playing and trying to get ready for January, try to. Uh, make good again you know try to everybody starts off at zero in january one so 
or back then we did. And, uh, you know, I was just, I would try to stay ready to go. But uh, as far as nothing going on, uh, I, I think this is like the longest rain delay <laughs> in history here. You know, you, you sit in the locker room when it, when it rains all afternoon and they tell you finally no more golf today to say no more, no more golf for three months or whatever we we're going to have here is just, uh, it's just something's hard to get our heads around. I think. When, when you mentioned uh, Jay, that you were 66 at 66 years old, what keeps you going, getting in the car, getting on the airplane, going to the tournaments and competing week in and week out? Yeah, it's a great question. I think I've just never lost my passion for the game. I just love to play. Uh, I love to try to shoot a score, hitting a good shot. I don't care what kind of pressure you're under, whether it just be personal, uh, standing up there. Uh, you know, this morning I hit a couple nice shots playing, and, and it, I felt good about it. And certainly in, in a tournament situation, to hit a good shot down the stretch, uh, there's nothing like that, the, the feeling to uh, test yourself and, and come through. And the adrenaline it keeps me going. The, just the fact that I have a scorecard in my back pocket, you know, just uh, trying yeah. to uh, shoot, a, shoot a good score and try to beat the next guy and try to create some magic uh, each week, whether it be uh, winning top five, top 10, top 20, whatever, just trying to improve. I think that was the thing that I've always said each year. Uh, I wanted to feel like I got better at something. Now, as I've gotten older, I'm certainly not as good as I was, but I still am learning things, I feel like. I'm still learning how to hit a pitch shot at, at, on a tight lie. I'm still learning how to play a, a bunker shot, a tough bunker shot, or at least I'm trying to do that. And I just, uh, again, I've just kept my passion for the game, and I think that that's, uh, that's the biggest thing. That's amazing. Our guest is Jay Haas talking about all things uh, in his world. And, and one of the things that I think people may be aware of this, but just to remind those who may not be of how distinguished his family is in and around the game, not only his own career that goes back to college days and playing alongside of Curtis Strange and the like, but you know, your, your uncle, Bob Goldby, who won the masters in 1968. How's he doing by the way, if I may, you know, he's doing okay. He's 91, turned 91 in March, and still sharp as a tack. He's starting to slow down a little bit, but he he's excited, I think, that the uh, Masters is on the schedule in November. He loves going to the Champions Dinner on Tuesday night. Uh, he's come become a little bit of a cult hero, I think, with those guys. He tells some great stories on Arnold <laughs> and Byron and Gary and whoever whoever else pops into his head, but he's got some great stories, and no one's around anymore <laughs> to refute him, so uh, who knows if they're all true or not, but he embellishes a little bit, but uh, it's, uh, it, he again, he looks forward to it so much, and I'm so glad that they're going to have it again. Hopefully, he'll be, he'll, he'll be around. Sometimes he acts like he's not going to make it, but, uh, but again, he's still very, very sharp. Talk to him on the phone all the time, and He's uh, he's quite a character. Well, it's nice that you continue to reach out to him as well. And then in your own family with your brother and, and with you know, Billy still playing on the PGA Tour. How's how's young Billy doing, by the way? How's, how is he getting through all this? 
I think okay. You know, he's uh, – and I, I'd had a talk with him maybe after just a few weeks of the lockdown, I guess you'd call it. And I just said, you know, you got to be ready. You can't be taking any time off. you just got to be ready when the time comes. And he's in the 126 to 150 category, so he's going to have a hard time playing his way on to the 2021 uh, season just because now I just read that there's going to be no uh, uh, Corn Ferry Tour graduates or whatever, maybe no tour yeah. school. I don't know how all that's going to work. But – uh, you know, he's just got to uh, you play better, and I think he knows that. You know, we've talked about it. There's really no substitute for uh, for hitting good shots and shooting good scores. And the great part about our game is there's no defense. You know, if you shoot a 66, it's not like uh, somebody's going to say, well, it wasn't that pretty or he didn't hit enough greens or something like that. I mean, it's a score, and we, we try to shoot those scores. And the better you play, the uh, the less your problems are, you know. So I think he knows that, and he's, again, he's working at it, trying to trying to stay ready, and I've played with him a few times. He looks like he's playing pretty well, and I think he's, uh, I think for everybody, this is, when you take something away, we realize how much we, we love it and are excited about it. So I think the guys, uh, come June, they're going to be very, very excited about playing golf. That's an interesting, healthy perspective to take from it all as well. When you look at your career, Jay Haas, and you go all the way back to the 29th of January, 1978, that was your first win on tour at the Andy Williams San Diego Open Invitational. When when you hear that and you think back that it was over 40 years ago, how does all of it, the name of it, what happened? You, you, you ended up winning by three strokes over Andy Bean and Gene Littler and John Schroeder. What, what comes back to you when you hear all that? You know, I can remember selected shots uh, kind of during the week. Nothing. I, I can't tell you every single shot I hit during the week, but I can remember uh, the last day I made a nice birdie on number four, a really hard par four, and then I birdied five, and I just said, I've got to play the next four holes, you know, seven is a hard hole there at Torrey Pines, and i got to play him in like one under or something. That was my goal. I wasn't trying, to, looking at the leaderboard too much, although I was aware of what was going on, uh, but I do remember, uh, you know, making some great saves, uh, just feeling like I was bulletproof almost, and <laughs> nobody made a real run at me, you know. Nobody uh, up ahead. As I looked at the replay, you know, I got a VHS tape of the of the tournament years ago, and I wow. remember looking back at it, and there was nobody made any putts. You know, nobody put any heat on me, and I happened to make a couple nice pars. Say it. 14, 15, 16, you know, a couple little chips here and there, and I made about a 12-footer. And uh, and then all of a sudden I had this, I think I had a four-shot lead going to 17, and I just, uh, you know, people ask me today, what's your biggest win, what's your most important win, and I think it's that. I usually tell them that first win. Oh, cool. Just just because it made me feel like I belonged. I could do it. And, you know, I had kind of gone through the, ranks of going to the tour school and then Monday qualifying and trying to make a cut that made you exempt the following week, trying to finish 
top 20, trying, trying to finish top 10, trying to win a tournament. Kind of went through all those stages and to, to finally, not, not finally, I mean, it was a pretty fairly quick, you know, early in my second year, but uh, to be able to do it against, uh, you know, Gene Littler, uh, he and my Uncle Bob were uh, contemporaries. And so to have him, you know, I'd, I'd read about him, I'd watched him, uh, Gene the Machine, you know, I mean, uh, to, to be in the same same breath as him andy bean was a was a man child back then he was uh maybe a year ahead of me in school and was just this hulk of a man and he was you look at his stats uh his a 10-year stretch i want to say andy finished in the top 10 on the money list seven out of 10 years so you do that today and he wins $50 $50 million. And I think mm-hmm. when he was done playing, I don't think he had a million and a half in career earnings. So uh, it, it, you know, to, to be in the, to be able to beat him, Tom Watson was in that field and, uh, you know, he was pretty much the man right around that time too. So oh, yeah. it just gave me uh, a, a sense that I belonged and I could do it. So that was, uh, does, at times it seems like a hundred years ago and at times it seems like it's about six months ago. <laughs> How cool is it, though, Jay Haas, when you think back to those times starting in the late 1970s and you bridged eras? I mean, you're, you're talking about Gene Littler, but all of these big names that were either in their prime or still playing during that time uh, before the advent of what was then called the Senior Tour and now called the PGA Tour Champions, what have you. It was a really cool time that you that you came into this game and you got to see so many of the legends of the past, and then you played and won right up until the point where young guns that were of the likes of Tiger Woods were introduced to the world. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a wonderful time, and you're right. I got to probably play 20 or 25 times with Sam Snead because – he was one of Uncle Bob's favorite people, you know, and we played practice rounds together. And, you know, wow. to watch him still at, a, at an advanced age, but still how beautiful uh, he could swing the club was just uh, second to none. And certainly played some with Arnold. Uh, played with Arnold my first time at the Masters as an amateur in 1976. That was the very first round. In 76, you know, Arnold, he was always the king, but. He was still, you know, one of the favorites in the tournament in 1976. So the crowds were huge. Uh, Jack was, you know, obviously in the in his prime at that time. Trevino, um, you know, played some with Billy Casper. I uh, played with Art Wall. Uh, you know, Doug Ford. Uh, just a, just awesome. a ton of guys that were that were great players. And then you're right to be able to play with. Tiger Woods and David Duvall and Greg Norman and, you know, on and on. It's just, uh, it was a very, very fun time. If you could go back in time, Jay Haas, and give advice to a young you 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, whatever time period you choose, what advice would Jay Haas today have for the younger version of himself? To play... I won't say more aggressively, but believe in myself a little bit more. And I think I did that in my Champions Tour career. Uh, I kind of got to the point where uh, I just said, you know, the hell with it. I mean, if I hit a bad shot, I hit a bad shot, but at least try to hit a good one. And I think I played a little too conservatively in my PGA Tour days and 
tried not to screw up, if you will. And, you know, when we first started, I mentioned earlier about being uh, uh, a Monday qualifier. And you mm-hmm. really, uh, it, you know, that was a whole nother era and, and very difficult to do. But if you made the cut the prior week, you were in that next event. So I think I got it in my head early on. I had to make cuts. You know, I just had to somehow don't make doubles and triples, you know, just to, you know, limit your bad shots to a bogey, uh, but just try to advance to the next week. And so I think I, I played a little bit too conservatively and, and I would have, uh, I would have said, uh, you know, not necessarily go for it, but be more positive about a shot under pressure. And, you know, the worst thing could happen, you hit a bad one, but more times than not, you usually hit a good one if you believe you're going to do it. Would that advice carry over, say, to even the majors, where where all of everything is ramped up to, to you know, the highest level? It's a crucible of of pressure. But you had a lot of close calls in in majors and played very well. Would you hold that same advice there? I I think so. Just golf in general, any any kind of tournament golf that I would be playing, I think that uh, had I been a little bit more. Uh, self-confident, a little bit more belief in myself when it really came down to it. Uh, I think that I would have, uh, as you say, looking back and telling a young Jay Haas, I'd have, I'd have kicked myself in the butt and said, you know, you can do this uh, and believe it, do it. And if you didn't, you know, again, what's the worst thing can happen? It just, you don't pull it off. But, you know, you see the best players, uh, they had good shots under pressure, uh, whether whether it be golf, basketball, baseball, football, whatever, uh, the best players uh, do it when it counts. And, uh, you know, I, I would, I should have at least tried that more as opposed to uh, been, been kind of tentative. What's the worst could happen, right? Yeah, I mean, when you, when you look at it in the context now of you getting, my, my words, not yours now, comfortable in your own skin on the PGA Tour champions, and then head shakingly look at last year finishing in a tie for second at the senior players championship. Clearly the veteran Jay Haas, the, the, the veteran campaigner that, that knows the shots and knows the approach and is willing to take the chances when, when the opportunity arises, that part of your career, I don't think guys like yourself on the PGA tour champions that compete and win and win majors get anywhere near the credit that you deserve because of the standard of play out there. But it's incredibly impressive. Even on that tour, how long you've been able to be competitive. Well, again, as we said earlier, I've kept my passion for the game. I've kept trying to get better and I'm not complacent. I guess I enjoy competing and, uh, we're on stage out there. Hit a good shot under pressure, and the crowd, you know, applauds. It's uh, it's a real uh, a special treat, kind of our drug, if you will. And uh, you know, I've never lost that. And it's been it was fun last year. I uh, at Firestone finishing second to Retief at, at, oh. at our senior players. That was uh, that was a real uh, charge, a real thrill for me. And to to, to do that, uh, you know, enough. Uh, late in my career here it kind of keeps me going kind of feeds my ego a little bit and what uh, I wanted to I want to try to continue to do it a little bit but uh, you know I, I don't know how much time you have here but I want to go to a, a quick story and yeah the the uh, you asked me what 
along the lines of uh, what a what a veteran would tell Jay Haas, a, a veteran Jay Haas would tell a, a younger Jay Haas. And I think that mm-hmm. uh, I can go back to the the Ryder Cup at Oak Hill, and I was turned out I was in the last group, and if I'd have won the last hole against Philip Walton, uh, well, I'd have my match, we would have had the Ryder Cup, and we would have retained the Cup because we had won it two years previously. And I hit probably the worst drive I've ever hit in my life. Uh, was so nervous, most nervous I've ever been. But in that situation, I was trying to be uh, trying not to screw up, trying to be too perfect or whatever. And uh, Billy Harmon, my teacher and great friend, he said years later, he said, you know, if you'd have been in a driving contest, you couldn't have hit a worse shot. You know, if you'd have just swung absolutely as hard as you could, you would have not hit a worse shot than that drive. And he, he was right. And it was, uh, and that was kind of the the attitude that I've taken, uh, you know, under pressure. And lo and behold, uh, a few years later, I had a one-shot lead against Bernhard there in the senior PGA on the same tee on the 18th hole at Oak Hill. And I said, well, here you go. You better now step up to the plate. And I literally swung as hard as I could hit the most beautiful drive down the left side of the fairway. So (laughs) that, you know, from the worst, my worst feeling in in golf to – one of my best feelings, and that uh, that that's uh, that's a pretty good good uh, good ending there uh, for me. Absolutely, no doubt about that. Uh, what about sponsors? Who uh, who can we spread some love to that that are continuing to help you do what you do? Well, you know, I've been representing a, a place called Primland. It's uh, in Southwest Virginia. It's a beautiful resort. Uh, A lodge, a a golf course by Donald Steele, a wonderful place there that's a hunt club. They have shooting, they have horseback riding, and they have uh, been with me uh, for for quite a while while now, probably eight to ten years, I guess. And they keep wanting me to to be up there, and that's been fun. Uh, Titleist has been a great uh, boost for me, I, I think, probably in 2001. Uh, I I signed a, a deal with Titleist, and it was no coincidence that the next few years, as I got into my late 40s, were some of my best uh, best years with a great golf ball and great equipment, and uh, basically had the same uh, same bag that I had, uh, you know, almost 20 years ago with a, a little bit updated uh, irons here and there. But uh, they've been they've been wonderful to me. Awesome stuff. Uh, Jay Haas has been our guest. I'm going to ask you one last question, Jay, before we say thank you. And you've you've already alluded to this in, in various ways in our conversation tonight, but I always like to ask people such as yourself that have been immensely successful that there is someone somewhere listening to us right now, and they have a dream. They have something that they hope to accomplish, and I'm sure words of inspiration from Jay Haas will help them. What message do you have for someone that's harboring something that they would like to do one day, a dream that they would like to fulfill? You know, I, I guess uh, in my case, people all the time ask me, what would you have done if you hadn't played golf? And I tell you the truth, I don't know because from as young as I can remember, I felt like I wanted to do what my Uncle Bob was doing. And uh, I just had that that dream of uh, of being a professional golfer being on the tour 
And, you know, I've, I've heard so many motivational speakers just say, you know, if you believe something, if you plan for something, it's probably going to happen. So, uh, you know, you, you can't make a, uh, a racehorse out of a mule, but you can, uh, as Mr. Harmon used to say, you can make a racing mule. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, you just have to believe it. You have to you have to give it a, a your all. And, you know, just uh, hopefully you got some lot of great people in your corner and you can realize your dream. Well, you're one of those great people in the game of golf, and we thank you for everything that you have done, your family inclusive, and we wish you and and yours to be very safe through all of this. Can't wait to see you playing again. Matt, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Hope to see you soon. I, I don't even know what else to say other than, Wow. I do want to remind everybody, as you could tell, I put off all of our, our sponsors' reads until the end here, so I am going to ask you quickly to, to please remember – BenHoganGolf.com. Log on there and see the new Icon Forged Blade irons. They are absolutely beautiful. See the PTX Pro irons, a new driver, their wedges, their putters, all of it you can find on there. And you'll see why their direct relationship as a micro manufacturer with you is a special one indeed. French Lick Resort, it is so good that we're bringing listeners there. That's the highest accolade I think the Fairways of Life show can give a destination to say, this is so cool and so much fun. We want to come there with our own family, and that is all of you. Fairwaysoflife.com slash French Lick for more details on that. Tour Edge Golf, they are special. Uh, one, you know, if you're, if you're going to stand out from the crowd, how do you do it? You do things like, oh, a lifetime warranty. Think about that for a second. A lifetime warranty. The best in the world are playing their products, not merely because they're ambassadors. You've got people that are not part of their paid in, in, in ambassador staff. You've got people that are playing them because they're the best. TourEdge.com for you to find clubs with all of the latest technology without having to refinance your, your mortgage in order to afford to buy the product as well. Bridgestone Golf, their new reactive urethane cover has reinvented the golf ball. No longer do you have to choose between spin or distance. You can have them both in one ball. Just log on to BridgestoneGolf.com and check it out. And finally, uh, not least though, Ireland.com. I am so proud to represent Ireland.com and I do it with all of my bias inherent and it's with good reason. It is the best links golf in the world. Let's start planning on this today. Let's go. Let's take a couple trips there when, when all this stuff blows over. Why not? Ireland.com to get you up to speed. Folks, thank you so much for your company. Please have a good day. Be safe out there. Take care of each other. We'll see you again tomorrow. TourEdge continues their meteoric rise in 2020. Over 90 different tour pros have put TourEdge into their bag, including staffers Scott McCarron, Tom Lehman, Tim Petrovic, and Duffy Waldorf. TourEdge makes clubs for every player type, and they set themselves apart with their unprecedented 48-hour delivery on custom-fit orders and by offering a lifetime warranty and by building their clubs in the good old US of A. Visit TourEdge.com to learn more about their new clubs for 2020. TourEdge, pound for pound, nothing comes close. Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel, where there is something for everyone. From Kids Fest to shopping, bowling, golf, and other outdoor activities. Or at the West Baden Springs Hotel, you can wrap yourself in old world elegance. Visit our luxurious spa. Indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then, finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today.
It's no secret that FootJoy Flex has been one of the best-selling shoes in the game for the last few years. You can literally wear these things anywhere. Well, they now have a version that's completely redesigned and fully waterproof. It's called the Flex XP. You can wear these to and from work, hit a bucket of balls at the range, play 18 of them, wear them into the clubhouse, or out to dinner. Many have tried this type of versatile shoe in the past, but leave it to FootJoy to elevate the category. Now you can start flexing with the all-new Flex XP. Learn more about Flex XP at FootJoy. If you listen to the wind, you can hear it. That's Ireland calling you home. Home to the greatest links golf courses in the world, defined by soaring dunes, undulating fairways, venerable bunkers, and whimsical green complexes. From Royal Portrush in Northern Ireland, site to the 2019 Open Championship, to Ballyliffin, La Hinch, and Ballybunion, numbering among the Lynx golf masterpieces awaiting your golfing sojourn. Come home to Ireland and enjoy the most incredible golf experience of your life. Get started at Ireland.com. Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to BoyneGolf.com and take in all the splendor that is a golf experience unlike any other. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tee times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles, and they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. Take your game to the max this spring with the all-new Tour X Golf Shoe from FootJoy. Fully loaded inside and out, Tour X delivers max stability, max control, and max comfort. So you can launch it past your buddies. The Tour X wraps your foot in coziness with an ortho light impressions fit bed and a foam collar around the heel, ensuring max in-shoe comfort and support. Tour proven by players like Kevin Kister and Rafael Cabrera-Bayo. Experience max performance for yourself with the all-new Tour X. Shop now at FootJoy.com. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with TheGolfTravelGroup.com. BenHoganGolf.com is where you can go to see the beautiful product that's being produced right now, bearing the name of the legend. You know, when he founded the original company in 1953, Ben Hogan said he did it, quote, to design and manufacture the best golf clubs in the world, end quote, and that is exactly what their mantra is today, only it's going directly to you, not through retail stores, so they're saving that 40%, 50% retail markup. You can get the best, and you can get it directly from their master craftsmen. Log on to BenHoganGolf.com now. 
Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. It screams, it tracks, it's soft, it reacts, it is the all-new Tour B, with a game-changing reactive cover, designed to spring faster off your driver, and stick longer to your wedges. Try the new Tour B, the Tour Ball, reinvented. It's time for you to discover Streamsong, a new kind of resort that takes the everyday ordinary to the absolutely extraordinary. Three internationally acclaimed link-style courses by golf architecture's iconic foursome of Gil Hans, Tom Dope, Bill Kaur, and Ben Crenshaw that provide a golf experience distinguished as unlike any you've ever had before, with undulating fairways navigating through wild grasses and deep water ponds and lakes, towering sand dunes to find the unexpected experience of playing golf at Streamsong, the ultimate legendary golf destination set apart by the unexpected. Streamsongresort.com. 